Hello there, this is Roy Blackstone, and you're listening to The Wrecked Podcast. Hola y bienvenido al Rect Podcast. Yo estoy Banchu Junta y mi colega Crypto Chamber. What is going on, everybody? I uh, I had to go and kidnap Banchu from uh, Mexico. Uh, he was spending way too much time there. So I brought him back, but he is full on uh, speaking Spanish now. And sí. I, I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> I barely understand what he's saying when he speaks English. And I am out uh, I'm out to lunch right now. So Bunchu is back from his wedding and honeymoon. I didn't want to come back, uh, not because of the podcast, but I just had the time of my life. Uh, so, but anyway, I'm back, and we are here with Roy Blackstone. Roy, how you doing, buddy? Surviving, man. How are you guys? Oh, wonderful. I'm living my life. Uh, it was. It's been a good two weeks for uh, Bunchu Chamber. How you been while I was gone? I had uh, I was able to work, go on a holiday, and come back even before you came back. So. Were you actually in uh, in Mexico? Yeah, I, uh, so we got married uh, about twelve days ago now. So I'm on day twelve of husband life, and uh, then we went on our honeymoon to Riviera Maya, and we were spent uh, a week there. So we were at some kind of like all inclusive gourmet resort, and we drank and hung out and we did some you know some excursioning we swam in the caves in Escarat and we did some like you know touristy zip lining things and uh my wife we went to, we tried to go snorkeling and we drove out on the jet skis and as soon as she got in the water she's like bobbing around like a buoy and she's like i'm seasick we need to go back immediately <laughs> so that happened but other than that off without a hitch that's awesome, man. Yeah. So, anyway, we're here. Well, and yeah. First of all, congratulations, and secondly, my condolences. <laughs> it's one <laughs> of the same, right? It's it's one of the same. So, but we are here, and we are with Roy. Roy, we are uh, excited to have you. We're gonna have some fun today because I missed doing the show. I got to tell you. So, um, we'll try to have a good time. Um, first off. I do have a real life wreck story from my travels. Uh, Chamber, have you ever heard of the wedding um, tradition? You know where they like throw rice at you when you walk through. You know the hot. Yeah, the aisle yeah, I'm aware of this. Okay, so well, it doesn't happen as much anymore because you know uh, apparently it's bad for the birds. And yeah, I've heard that they explode and stuff. Yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah. So, but <laughs> in my family, the rice thing is still a tradition. However, it is done differently. So. We get to Mexico and we're going through customs and uh, they open up our bag. <laughs> our suitcases are just fucking full of <gasps> rice. <laughs> and and so my, upsetting. my parents like just dumped rice into our suitcase. Oh, it's so ups- I'm so <laughs> mad right now just so, thinking of this. So first of all, the rice comes out and it's all over <sighs> these Mexican customs agents and they are fucking pissed. Second of all, it is illegal to bring a outside grain into right. another country. So I'm sitting there, and the first thing that happens to me in Mexico is we're going through extra customs and almost getting kicked out. They literally take apart our whole suitcases of and have to pick do. out every little grain of rice, <gasps> and it is the most embarrassing thing. So naturally, I'm like, well, this is fucking hilarious. So I try hilarious. to take a picture. And that's illegal, so <laughs> I wow. got in trouble for that as well. And that was my real life wrecked on the way to the honeymoon. We almost got uh, shut they, down. Do we they have in. you? Do they have you delete the picture? Uh, they did actually. They're like, no, you can't do that. They're like, let me see. <laughs> you can <laughs> if the, you can actually get that picture back. I yeah. want that picture back. So yeah, yeah. So have to your deleted out. your deleted images, depending if you use Android, you can you can find them in the in your trash. 
I will have to look into that because it's a great picture. It's literally yeah. them just tearing apart our suitcases with the, the customs bench full of rice, and it's pretty good. But that was my real life wreck. So good way to start the episode. But we will go back to our guest, Roy. Roy, we want to start uh, with a little crypto and kind of get your backstory. So how'd you get into crypto and you know when? What got you interested? Um, and how'd you get to kind of what you're doing today? Ah, yes. The quintessential, how did you get into crypto? So Yes, <laughs> we got to do at least one crypto question. <laughs> to qualify as a crypto podcast. Right, that's the qualification. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so how did I get into crypto? So uh, it must have been, I think this was the summer of 1997 when I invented Bitcoin. And uh, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, so, be- that was four years before I did. <laughs> oh, that, that, oh that, so you were the one who invented it also. Okay. Afterwards, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Right, I heard cool. it was a conglomerate of three because I invented it as well. <laughs> Strange. Well, you know, my friend Craig Wright, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this was December 2016, right? And I was looking around at some different ways of making money because I was poor. <laughs> so I was jumping from different things. I was... First, I was doing, so I had a web design company that didn't work out. And then I was doing buying and flipping things from, uh, what are they called? Flea markets. Mm-hmm. And that was fun, but that wasn't really very profitable. I made some money, but it was okay. And I was just thinking what I could do. And I had heard of Bitcoin. I was on 4chan at the time. And everyone was hyping up Ethereum back then. And I didn't really pay attention to it. And, and then I decided, why not? buy some so I, I bought some bitcoin and i never really looked at it as a way to make money i just thought it was kind of neat so i bought like 20 bucks of bitcoin and then january happened january 2017 i bought some pascal because i was on poloniex everyone was on poloniex back then and i 3x my money i was like damn i just made 40 bucks so i told my <laughs> dad i was like yeah i just made 40 bucks dude he was like yeah you should probably be like some kind of trader <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> dad, I'm is like, that financial advice? Wow, <laughs> my dad would have called me an asshole. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you know what? I should be a trader. You're right. <laughs> and the rest, as they say, is history. So that's how that's, I got a. That's funny. Did you warn your dad not to give out financial advice like that, though? No, man. That was, that was, <laughs> yeah. If he did a podcast, he'd be in deep shit. Yeah, deep shit. <laughs> Apparently, we're getting picked off left, right, and center. Well, it was it was great financial advice. So yeah. that is no kidding. I so, am. I, uh, yeah. That, so then you got into trading, and how did? I mean, it sounded like it sounds like you know you really didn't trade before that. So how did you kind of learn to be a trader? You know, it's the same way as I learned pretty much everything else in my life. It's all about soft skills. So I've always decided, okay, I want to do this thing. And then as I do it, I'll just learn. So I just have a shitload of soft skills now. Like I can do Photoshop, graphic design, editing, copywriting, all, all these different things, right? And it wasn't anything that I started out going, I need to do these lessons or I need to do a Udemy course or anything like that. It was just talking to people, listening to podcasts like this one even, Going on Twitter. Well, maybe not this one. <laughs> <laughs> going on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I, I listened to a few podcasts. I watched YouTube videos, did all that. And just existing in the quote-unquote cryptocurrency space, cringe, allowed me to <laughs> allowed me to pick up a lot, of, a lot of things and financial terms and all this other jargon from other people. And so that's, that's how I learned how to trade. So, I mean, we're wrecked podcasts, so learning trading could be very difficult. Some still struggle with it, like Chamber. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I was going to say, since you were gone, I've been killing some trades. Really? I've been sh- I've, I shorted the shit out of ETH, made some money. Short. Yeah. No, just like a little 3x short on, uh, on, the, on ETH USD a couple of days back. Uh, made wow, some, look uh, at you. Made some dough, so, you know. Progress. It's, a, it's all right. It's, uh, we're, 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 we're on the winning streak right now. But... You know, where I was going with this is some people get wrecked uh, trading and being in crypto. Do you have any wrecked crypto stories? Anytime, you know, maybe at the start of your crypto career uh, when you maybe did something you shouldn't have or got wrecked in any way? Yeah, so unfortunately, most people have wrecked stories. I don't really have too many complete 
you know, I, I've never wiped out an account. I've never lost ridiculous amounts of money aside from this year. Actually, actually, maybe I do have a wreck story for you. This one's not really, <laughs> this one's not from when I was early into the game though. This one is much more recent. If you, if you're it, up to hearing count. that. One. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this was, so love is love. Of, wrecked is wrecked. So it was the end of 2018 <laughs> and I realized that crypto was going to be shit. Like it was, it was going nowhere for the next, I don't know, two years, three years, who knows? And uh, my idea was, well, I'm going to diversify, so I'm going to run a restaurant. So I told my dad, I was like, hey, we're going to open up this restaurant. He was like, okay. And uh, that's actually why I live here in, in Thailand now, because I was like, where should we put this restaurant? He was like, in Thailand. I was like, why in Thailand? He was like, because the girls are hot. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sold. fucking great. Your dad <laughs> is fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's pretty G. Hey, you should be a trader. Hey, there's hot <laughs> chicks in Thailand. <laughs> You're so yeah. wise. You're so wise, Dad. I, I, have, I have to stop talking about him. Or you guys, you're going to want to interview him instead of me. I yeah. was going to say, when's the next interview yeah. with him? Roy, Roy, and his, you guys should have your own podcast. Roy yeah. and his dad. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so Roy so and his dad. <laughs> exactly. So we're we're over here. We're doing this restaurant or whatever. And as everyone knows, most people know, I was a huge investor in Chainlink, to the point where Chainlink was something like fifty percent of my portfolio throughout 2018. And even before that, I, I was always just a massive investor in it. So I had to liquidate a bunch of it in uh, oh, no. in March, right before the golden bull run. So we went oh. from, I liquidated a shitload of it from 60 cents. And then it went up to four bucks oh, over the gosh. next three months. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so I told oh. him, I was like, I was like, buddy, you know, the opportunity cost of this restaurant is like insane now. He's yeah. like, yeah. He's like, don't worry, bro. We'll make it back. <laughs> in in typical Roy's dad fashion, he's oh. like, it's it's cool. We'll we'll be alright. I'm like, okay, cool. So I I did I did get wrecked. I made money, but you know, no, I, I did make like reverse uh, wrecked. That's great. That's like opportunity wrecked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So you know, it was fun. I'm still, uh, I'm pretty much still massively into Chainlink actually, but. Yeah, that was one of the. What that was a fun little thing. What did you think of all those uh, funny type stories that came out afterwards, where they were, uh, you know, being accused of like selling off all their tokens and everything like that? Well, they were actually selling their tokens, so there's no, <laughs> so, so no ifs, ands, or buts about that. No, 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 they yeah. were they were definitely selling the tokens. Was there any, you know, th there? I saw some articles that were like, uh, you know, basically calling them scammers. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, so the 700k Sergey Steamers, as they're called, oh. is, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, devs have to eat. They didn't sell any tokens at all from their team uh, portion for the first two years of development, and they did a shitload of development, so, Seems they, they, yeah, I mean, they need to fund the project at some point. Yeah. They can't just run on fumes. I mean, come on, you can't get mad at people for, you know. Yeah. Trying to eat, right? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it's, it was less, it's not really profit taking so much as it is. Cause I know a few people who work at Chainlink. So I've, I've, I'm privy perhaps to more information than most, but it was entirely a team based forward looking play where it's like, you know, we've, we've raised 32 million from the ICO, but that was two years ago. You know, we're, we're dealing with really large partnerships now. We need to make sure that we have enough in the, in the war chest for the future. I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Makes sense to me. So, and the other thing is, the other thing is, tokens are th there. Do you expect these the team to never sell their tokens? They have to sell right. at some point. Exactly. Right? Well, I mean, who knows where the price is going to be in a year from now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like They could be wrecked. Exactly, <laughs> right? So, and, I, and I always make the, the, the game theory of, like, let's just pretend that they are scammers, right? Let's say they want to sell. Why wouldn't they sell when the market cap was like at 60 million, for example, when they've right, made 20 right. million bucks, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's true. Uh, I want to go back to this restaurant. <laughs> so, yeah. so let's talk about it. So, is this an American it, restaurant? I was in gonna, that's the, that was my question. No, no, no. So it's, it's an Italian restaurant. I knew Ooh. it. I knew it wasn't a Thai restaurant in Thailand, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Exactly. So an Italian restaurant, is it like fine dining? Like, 
full on. It, like, well, you know, my father is a Michelin star chef, and I'm going to oh keep talking God. him up. This is amazing. <laughs> this is the best turn of events. And by the way, the hashtag for this show is what would Roy's dad do? Or, or I also like star tales with Roy and his dad. That is good. We'll have multiple uh, hashtags yeah. for this one, I think, involving Roy's dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my dad's pretty cool, actually, uh, now that I think about it. <laughs> so he's the chef. Yeah, yeah, so I have him right of now. Of course he's the, the chef. Yeah, I have him as head chef. We're, what we're trying to do is, so scalability is pretty damn important. You know, you don't, you don't want to have his talent sitting over there in a restaurant forever. Right. So we're in this, we're not in Bangkok, but we're in a different city. What I really want to do next year is like a 200-seater, like Hell's Kitchen style restaurant. Sick. Woo-wee. Yeah, that and, and nice. my dad's going to be the head chef there, but uh, I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to pull it off yet. But yeah, so we have this restaurant right now. He's the head chef, and more chain link. Yeah, exactly. More chain link. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> Simple. The, the Sergey Steamer. Yeah, the hashtag Sergey Steamer. All right, that's the third one. We're full of them today. We're ready to go. Um, that's pretty cool. What I I'm got restaurant on the brain. One of the things that we did in. Uh, um mexico it was like part of the resort and it was basically called like dinner theater and they basically sat you down and it was almost like you were on the set of a a real cooking show and it was really cool experience it was five uh like five courses they made in front of you showed you how to make brought it out to you and all paired with different wines from a sommelier all that kind of stuff it was like one of the coolest things i ever experience so that's awesome um, yeah it was really cool so um i've got restaurant brain lately so uh it made me think of that but i'd craft dinner for dinner you (laughs) hamburger helper (laughs) 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 i'd shake and bake and i helped (laughs) that's exciting what's your what's your favorite uh what's your favorite item on the menu uh i'm assuming you've you've tasted these delicacies your father makes yeah, I, I may have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once, once, once or, or twice. twice. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your go-to? Uh, well, I'm not I'm not at the restaurant anymore because, like I said, I live in I live in Bangkok. It's, the restaurant is like a three-hour drive from here. Okay. But uh, when I go there, I usually get myself uh, just a lasagna or something or a, or a ragu. Ooh, Ooh good, love yeah. a good ragu. Makes a dumb <laughs> ragu. <laughs> love a good ragu. Yeah. Uh, Chamber, I mean, what's your favorite Italian meal? Um, you know what? I like um, I, I like a I like a good meatball uh, with spaghetti, like a nice homemade. That's just real traditional. Yeah, yeah, I like I like a nice uh, yeah like a big meatball, like one colossal meatball over like marinara and, and nice pasta. Uh, for me, it's uh, veal parmesan to own the libs. Well, of course, you got to own the libs. <laughs> 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 I'm so old, I don't even know what that means. I don't know. I, I see it on Twitter. I, I think I'm classified as a boomer. Uh, I, I think, but, yeah. <laughs> um, so. Uh, well, and, you're married now. You're for sure Yeah, a now I'm definitely a boomer. But yeah. anyway, um, what else crypto can we ask, Chamber? <laughs> <laughs> I got to know. Well, let's talk about like what's happening because, you know, shit's kind of going down. In the market, yeah, I need to be updated here because yeah, I came you, back and it was like eighty five hundred in a right. single candle. So everybody yeah. was talking, you know, thirteen, fourteen k a minute ago, and now we're talking thirty five hundred k. Roy, can you enlighten us on which k? Yeah, thirty five hundred, thirty five hundred k sounds pretty nice, actually. Doesn't it though? Hundred <laughs> k. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, or, go- <laughs> yeah, thirty five hundred. Yeah, thirty five hundred k. Thirty five hundred mil. Uh, Sergey steaming straight to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right to the top. Just the chatting top. my way to the top. That's right. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yes. So three and a half k is uh, yes. was, was what I meant. Yes. Right. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Which way are we going? What do you think, Roy? I so I actually have a. I made a video on my YouTube channel uh, talking about this. So what so is your far, YouTube channel pimp it. It's on my. It's on my Twitter. So, Ooh, okay. don't worry we're gonna show that shit in the uh, show notes okay yeah, so yeah, yeah it's linked on my twitter um but yeah so i made a video last monday and i made this like silly little squiggly and i was like we're gonna have like this v bottom thing and it's actually i happening. saw this i saw this video i remember this because you're exactly right you said we're gonna shoot down and then rock it up is that, is yeah. that the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i remember this i saw this this is this is factual information people. yeah so so, so far so far i'm right so i guess yeah yeah we'll see 
It's true. That's, like, is this is this the bottom of the of the of the nah, dip down, or is there more? I don't do you think, think so. I, I think no, it's I probably, think a little bit more. I'm still sh- I'm still shorting Ethereum. So I'm thinking like I'm thinking like seven four seven five maybe. Ooh, all right, I like it. Which is not bad, honestly. You know, it's, no, it's a good, good place to buy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I've seen people calling for that seventy five hundred for a while, and yeah. then they were called idiots, and now it looks possible again. So yeah, yeah. we'll see. I mean, sure. the thing is, is most so there's this huge bias on on Twitter and everywhere else in crypto. So twenty eighteen just like completely destroyed everyone, and then twenty nineteen. It's true that Bitcoin has gone up quite a bit, but in terms of the absolute time, most of 2019, Bitcoin has either been falling or going sideways. There's only there was only that period of two months where right. we were doing really well, and yeah. so that that means it didn't even to me feel like two months it exactly. Felt like, it felt like two yeah. weeks, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right? Felt like two Jeez. fucking days, depending on when she slept. <laughs> so. So really what the, just that means to me is that most of the players in crypto were either either completely missed the move because they weren't exposed decently smart after 2018 or they were just so they read on the sidelines or they were too wrecked from 2018 to really take be bullish to be bullish yeah. at all. And so that's yeah. I think most people right now are just bearish just because they're forced to be bearish because even even Bitcoin at 8400. It's like, yeah, I sold at 6000, for example. It's like, oh. Well, you're a moron. <laughs> like you, you have to, you're, wait, you're waiting. You're waiting for Bitcoin to get get back there before you can get in at a break even price. It's like it's probably not going to happen, just because the rise was so quick. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah, so, I think there's a lot of bias there. Yeah, I I would think so too. And then, uh, you know, where what do you think about any kind of time frame for? even possibly returning at all to all-time highs is it is it ever gonna happen is it just of course i mean that's that's the thing though right like there was that period where we were at 14k and people were seriously Mm -hmm. saying yes 17k is the literal last resistance and then we're at like price discovery mode because 20k was was like nothing basically there's no right there's no real volume there in terms of right like it happened in a couple hours and exactly done Yeah. yeah I remember so. the feeling. I was driving <laughs> in my car and I was like, I almost crashed <laughs> 10 times. I'm like, I'm texting my buddy, what the hell is happening? And it was, and then it was done. Yeah. And then, and then 2018 happens. Yeah, it sure did. <laughs> and then we started a podcast to, to talk I saw about some guy, I saw some, <laughs> this is very therapeutic. I saw some guy on Twitter who said something like, uh, trading crypto makes me feel like I'm being continually raped or something. I'm like, yeah, he's not wrong. Uh, yeah. He's not wrong. Um, but <laughs> all right. Any anything else crypto here before we get into uh, some fun and games chamber? Um, I feel good about it. Um, <laughs> so I think the takeaways here are we're going to, uh, once we break 17K, we're going to the moon. Yep. Uh, and that's going to happen. 3,500K or whatever. 3,500K, correct, <laughs> uh, by May. And then, um, and then we want to market by link, I think, is, is the takeaways I, I got here. There's market, the by, market by link so yeah. Roy can have his Exactly. Yeah. I also want to be a 10% partner in uh, the chain of uh, Roy's dad's Italian restaurants. Yeah, it should just it be eat at Roy's dad's. <laughs> All right. Well, guess what, Chamber? While you while we were talking, I found I uncovered some more tweets that I thought were great. That so, is terrific. We uh, would you like to explain what we're doing here? Yeah, we're gonna play defend that tweet. The defense is not back, mom. Hey, let's get our energy going at the defensive end. And how defend that tweet works is uh, we just uh, you know pick out tweets that you've made uh, that we think are funny uh, or that we want more information about, and we are either going to laugh or inquire about them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's know. usually how it goes. Uh, Bunch, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I found these couple that I remember from right before I left that were either triggering to me or that I found oh boy. hilarious. Um, so. <laughs> This one, this one got a lot of responses. Uh, 
This was a tweet from 7.42 a.m. Eastern Time on 9-7-19. 185 likes, 13 retweets. The tweet reads, jet lag, like depression, doesn't exist. (laughs) Quote, quote, unquote. But I'm tired. Sitting for hours on a plane is is tiring work for you. I can't imagine what real work must do to you. Anyone who complains about jet lag is certified 100% organic bitch made. Tell your son. Defend that tweet. (laughs) You know what's funny is uh, I actually took a flight the day on that tweet, and then I went straight to the fucking hotel room and slept for like three hours. Oh, yeah, my, that's my, so good. That was when I went to Singapore. My friend was clowning me for it. I'm like, dude, that's amazing. Uh, uh, so, so is this? No, no, no. This sleep? is no. This is defensible. Okay. Okay. So, well, I put in the depression line because I knew that would trigger people. I was like, let yeah. me let me add these. People two are very words. sensitive about their depression. It, well, that's the thing. It's like it has not it has nothing to do with what I was saying. But I'm like, right. if I put in the, if I throw in the depression thing, I'll probably get like ten times the engagement. Hundred percent, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you did. And you yeah, did. I remember this one going off like crazy. Yeah, it works. Works. I'm going to pepper that into most of my tweets. I'm going to make a note of that. That's that's yeah, so like depression leaves me with no money. It's like te- te- technical analysis, like depression. Um, were so. I mean, do you really believe jet lag is not a thing? Well, so here's here's the thing. I I, I have a. I have a I have a lot of tweets like this where I will say something about a scientific subject like even depression for example it's like yeah scientifically it's real but you shouldn't live your life like that you know you should live your life as if if as if these negative things don't exist because if you live your life as if they do exist then you're much more likely to use them as an excuse but if you live like that you wouldn't have depression am I right or am I wrong well that's that's true <laughs> in my opinion in, in I my agree. view I agree it, here's, I agree here, I mean imagine imagine a gentleman who is is depressed here's he can think well depression is real and scientifically sure he might be true and then he can blame all his problems on the pl- depression and get some zoloft whatever or mm, so he can be like me and say depression isn't real so i'm going to look at what what other proximate factors are the thing that's giving me the sad the saddies the blues so, i guess yeah it. maybe maybe it's uh i need to go to the gym maybe i'm not sleeping enough maybe it's my diet maybe it's none of those things but that guy is going to improve his life in measurable ways compared to the guy who believes in the scientific depression this guy's only speaking the truth right now yeah interesting that's, so that's it's good. mostly a self-belief thing and jet lag <clears throat> now, now that was that was a depression thing that nothing that was only just to trigger people as far <laughs> as the jet lag thing that is also a true verifiable scientific thing however if you're on a plane you can probably sleep on the plane yeah that's a good yeah. point if you can't sleep on the plane I mean, you know. I always feel like I'm falling when I sleep on a plane. I like get jerked awake and like I'm falling from the sky. So I do that in my regular bed because I get yeah. I get too high before bed and then that's what happens. <laughs> it's true every time, every time. Well, the, when the I get... true the true mind fuck is you're falling through space right now. So all the time. Ah, there you yeah. go. And right, always Jamer, spinning. All right, mine's uh, <laughs> mine's good. This is from uh, the 18th of September. Oh no. Uh, this one is a retweet. You retweeted uh, a Newsweek uh, tweet, and the tweet is as follows. Massive semen explosion after Blaze <laughs> hits Bull uh, Artificial Insemination Facility. Firefighters forced to dodge projectiles. Uh, and your comment on this retweet was, the sign of a bull market is here. Prepare yourselves. So um, I, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, tell go run tell that <laughs> okay so every every few months every few months without fail there's always some fucked up story about a cow <laughs> and i think it's just the perfect thing so a few months ago there was another story on twitter that broke about this is the world's largest steer uh, cow and it was like the size of 10 cows and i retweeted that too and i was like it's the avatar of the bull market <laughs> and i'm always- peeled I'm sorry. There's always some story about the bull market. <laughs> I'm keeping my eyes peeled for some bull for some bull uh, bull tweets. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know, it's kind of like astrology. How many can you collect? And if you can find them, you know, you can usually you don't actually win anything. It's not actually a bull market, but you can get some nice engagement. So <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's what it's all about, anyway. Well, really we got some engagement. We got tagged on I, an I astrology tweet. I was just going to say that. I was just going there. We I looked down on my that. phone. Um, we had uh, DJ Thistle on. 
uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we were chatting about you know uh, astronomy uh, and and trading and all that fun stuff. And somebody had tagged us the other day uh, in in some conversation, and yeah, that there was some engagement. Uh, I I just kind of muted the conversation on my end, but yeah, there was uh, it was it was on fire. They, yep. uh, um, they love to argue about it. Or I, I don't know if there was too much arguing going on in that particular thread. but No, that one seemed pretty civil, actually. Yeah. But uh, all right, next one here from 8.30 a.m. on August 31st. Um, this one got 22 retweets and 209 likes. This is a crypto tweet. Um, it says kind of a, a little bit of what we were talking about before. Remember how everyone was longing 20k because CMA or CME would open up liquidity to an institutional investors. Now everyone is selling 10k with back doing a much more impactful move with physically settled contracts. How short the memories of traders are. Defend that tweet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you guys all sound like the hormone monster. Yeah. <laughs> Metal Gear. So, uh, yeah. So I just thought that there that it was interesting because whenever CME came out, obviously the so there's, I've been trying to put this in a in in a proper way that people can understand what I'm trying to say. But basically, when CME came out, we were at all time highs, mm-hmm. and it was pretty obvious that people were going to short it. I mean, it wasn't obvious back then, but it's obvious in hindsight. Yes. And now it seems pretty damn obvious to me, just looking at the chart. Like, why would you short this level? So I've actually been, I've actually today been looking into this. I think if you're an institutional money and you want to short this backed business, you probably want to do it on CME because as I understand it, you need to actually purchase a Bitcoin and then send it to back in order to short that Bitcoin, which is just stupid. Oh, so you actually have to hold yeah, it's, 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 it's silly. Yeah, even to short it. Right. So, so I, I think, I think that's, that's weird. And so I'm thinking, well, if I'm big money, I probably want to do this on CME. So I'm, I haven't figured this out yet because I still need to look at the CME volumes, but I'm sure that will be revealing. I just get mm. the impression that right now, institutions are more likely to buy Bitcoin than they are to short it just because we're not at one of these parabolic trends. We're not having a a run. It's just a little bit of a bump up really on the grand scheme of things. And mostly everyone I talk to who's actually a real, a real OG trader or whatever is saying, yeah, Bitcoin 10K and under is a pretty damn good buy. Sure. And so I I think this ties in with the whole CME thing. The because institutions are more, yeah, the non-larpers. So, see, I mean, back back boys are probably more interested in longing, I would say, than than shorting. Back just because boys. if you want to short, you already have CME. You've already right. had the opportunity to short it. We've already seen what's happened with that. So, backed is going to be something else that's more, much more suited to you for buying. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Chamber, your turn. Yeah, I got a good one here. Uh, this is the pin. A couple more. I got. I got three more. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Holy smokes! <laughs> I got some steamers. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> Sergey Steamers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is your pin tweet. Uh, this one's pretty good. IQ tests are for morons. Look at me. I scored a 140 on my test. By the way, hum- humble brag there. By the way, uh, yeah. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, weird flex. But I'll go with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What are you doing with with it? Yeah, that's right. Nothing. You want to know what a, what a real IQ test is? It's called life. Get rich, start a family, make a business, leave a legacy. Those things take IQ, not silly tests. Defend Tell that tweet. Son. Tell your son. <laughs> Tell your son. <laughs> uh, first of all, tell son. Secondly. Uh, yeah, so I think IQ tests and all, it, it's just, I mean, I, I just think it's its kind of one of those things where it's so abstract and so non-real that it's just irrelevant to what real life is. So, like, here's an IQ question. It's like, well, you have this equilateral triangle. How many fucking angles are, or right angles are in this triangle? It's like, well, four, okay, or three, whatever, cool. That's actually wrong, but whatever. <laughs> I, have like, I, I, have set, I have room temperature IQ, boys. This is why I made this. This is why. This is why I made. I, this is why I made this tweet. There it is. So, but a real, a real life question is, hey, we're down twenty percent on the quarter because of our our profits are drying up in this, you know, southeast or whatever. How, how are we going to pull around this company? That's a real IQ question, right? Because it has real life uh, repercussions. It has real life consequences. 
you can't put that shit on a test. Yeah, yeah, you, right. you can't put that on a test. So there's there so people that are really good at IQ tests are not necessarily really good at real life, and people that are good at real life are not necessarily good at IQ tests. And if I'm being 100 percent honest, I don't know how many of these people are taking real, you know, quote unquote real IQ tests. Yeah, I mean these uh, are all online tests. Yeah, right? online <laughs> Facebook IQ tests where I scored 175. <laughs> yeah, yeah compared compared compare to who? Like Facebook right, exactly. morons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I took uh, I took the IQ test recently on which Office character I was. Nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> office like Microsoft Office because I'm no Office like, like the office, office like Michael Scott. Okay, I thought I thought you meant like the paper clip or the you know the, the no, trash can. I like can. that too. Yeah, yeah I think yeah Clippy or the Post-it note. Which uh, Microsoft <laughs> Office character? Are you? <laughs> That's the the worst BuzzFeed. Yeah, you only get ever. Clippy. Yeah, the, <laughs> doesn't matter what I answer. Everybody no, gets no, it's, it's going to be like, you're Clippy. You love to help people. I was just going to say, do you love to help others? No. You got Clippy. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, You'll never rest until someone sorts out their documents. <laughs> All right. I got another crypto one here. Uh, and this is linked to one of your uh, newer videos. Um it says, I wouldn't call XRP a scam, but after doing my DD, which I assume stands for due diligence, a full analysis on their token economics and business model, I am finding it increasingly difficult to make a bullish case for the token. Clicky below. <laughs> Defend yeah. that tweet. I'm really quite bullish on Ripple as a company. <laughs> Interesting. But not the token. Not the token. The company's... Is- like the the amount of progress they're making and the the strides that they're doing, the tech that they're building and the partnerships that they have is really quite impressive. I mean, seriously, the the banks that they have to put together and everything is great. However, I can't buy Ripple shares. Right. I can I can, can only buy, buy this XRP. I can only buy this shitty token that is used by none of their partners. Right. So they have over a hundred partners. No, two over two hundred partners. Some of them are like really large banks. I think even uh, I think the main bank here in, in Thailand actually has a has a Ripple partnership. They use Ripple, but they don't use the token. Right. Out of those two hundred plus partnerships, only about three or four of them actually use the Ripple token. So are they just using the are logo? Are they just using the cool ass logo for their company? Is that what no, they're doing? They, they no, don't, I'm just joking. Essentially, <laughs> they don't require. Right. No, they're just using the tech. The right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's like you know you can. Yeah, they're just using the tech, which is great. And uh, pretty bullish for the company, but nothing else. So if you were able to purchase stock uh, or shares, that would be the purchase. Not oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Not necessarily XRP. Yeah. Do your DD, kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I I wouldn't say dance. Like I said, I I wouldn't say XRP is a scam, but I mean, come on, you're not going to make any money, aside from some kind of, hey, it's alt season, everything goes up 10x. Right. Sure, but if everything else is going up 10x, you didn't really make any money either. You might as well just help any other shitcoin. Right. All right. That's a good one. Chamber, you got any more? I got no more on my end. Oh, I got two more. All right. So one of them we'll do quick. The other one I I need to touch on. It hits me in a deeply emotional level. Um, This one here from 1250 a.m. on 9-14. Only 30 likes and two retweets, but I'm going to go with the time of day tweet on that. The ones where you're at prime uh, Eastern time tend to do better based on my analysis. oh yeah i i have i have I, an english audience and because i live in thailand all of my tweets get like a 40 percent nerf right so <laughs> this says if you're going hard every day you're not really going hard every day defend that tweet does it need defending it's true have you ever gone hard in your life you're probably completely burnt out the next day you're probably like damn that was a lot of effort whatever it is whether it's physical or mental or emotional whatever if you're if you're really actually putting in 100 percent in any individual day you probably want to break because humans don't work like machines machines work they go hard every single day sure so i must be people need breaks 100 all the time because i'm fucking tired all the time and i just want to take breaks all the time so yeah therefore facto facto i'm running at 100 percent we're running at peak excellence yeah exactly we are we are running at a supreme excellent level right now (laughs) this is what peak peak male performance looks like absolutely you catch my reference chamber i did yes Yes. Uh, 
by the way, that show comes back tonight, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, and for the next three months, you will be hearing us quote it every day. So thank you for listening. Oh, I know. Yeah. You uh, should, everybody should be watching it um, because, yeah, we'll absolutely be referencing it. Uh, oh, my dad actually worked on that show. No, oh my didn't. God! Get your fucking no, dad on. No, no, he, no, he, he, he didn't. I'm just, okay. I'm just fucking with you. He didn't. Holy smokes! Yeah, yeah. He also fought in the Revolutionary War. I mean, yeah. Oh I knew my it. God! Your <laughs> dad is amazing. He's uh, 703 years old. He's pretty amazing. <laughs> oh man! All right. So last one here. Uh, I came back from my honeymoon, and Twitter was abound, but with uh, takes on this subject. Oh yeah, um, and you have a tweet on it. So, six thirty-four a.m. Eastern on nine twenty-one. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this one word, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. Is say, it with an M? No, oh. it's the tweet. <laughs> you're just guessing. <laughs> just guessing. What about a Q? Is it? Is it start with a Q? <laughs> you're like Can I, I buy can't a pronounce. Vowel? I can't pronounce words with M. So <laughs> let's go. Black coffee is for pill ties. Is that the word? Pilties. Pilties. Okay, black coffee is for pilties. It tastes bitter, provides no nutritional value, and is co-opted by wannabes who think it's somehow manly. I take cold showers and drink black coffee. Shut the fuck up and serve me my macchiato. Don't forget the sugar. Defend that tweet. <laughs> that's amazing. What's a what's a pilty? Uh, first of all, so that, that's just that's just my original word for like moron. I love it. Oh, it's okay. a your it's a Roy original. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, I got I got it from a video game, but it, it is I, I applied my own meaning to it. I, I like how it sounds. So Perfect. Right. You're like moron. It. You're pilty. So <laughs> you like it? It's yeah, amazing. It that's like amazing. It. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So that actually, everyone. I got no credit for this tweet, by the way, because I am the reason why everyone on Twitter started talking about it. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, I started that. that That's why my... I tweeted my tweet. I saw I saw your tweet, and I I, I tweeted my cup of coffee uh, that I was uh, drinking. <laughs> oh, was that was that the one where it was just a, a picture and that was it? That was and it was it. like my coffee. Yeah, that yeah. was great. I thought I thought that was awesome. <laughs> we we both drink black coffee. If I, so I it's it's funny you say this because I have the exact. I'm with you in calling out these hyper masculine people that drink and eat things just for the sake of it, because I have the exact same feeling, literally word for word, about people that eat rare steaks. Like, grow up, okay? You don't want to eat a freaking <laughs> half-cooked steak. Medium, medium well, I get well, it. But, you I, know. I will, I will eat... rare? No? no I eat, oh, no, no. I eat rare steaks. That. I eat See, because you're, you're a toxic no, man. No, 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 no. I eat rare steaks. Well, here's, here's the thing. I eat rare steaks because I like the flavor. <laughs> there you go. See? Yeah. yeah. So. That makes sense. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm a black coffee drinker myself, but definitely well, not much. Yeah, but not so much of a man. But not much so of a man. Well, yeah. Here's here's my stance on this. It's like you shouldn't you shouldn't judge these random things as <laughs> tokens of masculinity. It doesn't make sense. It's like if you like black coffee, drink black coffee. You know, if you like coffee with sugar, then then do that. None of this is going to somehow. It's like, oh, the barbarians are coming to rape our. No, he drinks black coffee, boys. We better back. Go, better run know. away. This guy's a badass. <laughs> he takes cold showers. I've <laughs> I've defended my entire village on a venti black coffee alone. <laughs> I don't know what a venti is. Large me, means twenty. <laughs> oh. Well, I I know what that means. I speak Italian. <laughs> It's just like what Starbucks the f- large. Uh, okay. Uh, the best coffee in the world, Starbucks. Uh, Jesus. Next to Duncan, uh, obviously. Uh. <laughs> all right. Well, those are all of our tweets we have. I hope you enjoyed that segment, Roy. That was fun. <laughs> all right. We're going to wrap up here with a little bit of a game um, because we're big into conspiracies on this podcast, as you know, uh, mostly Chamber. So Chamber's got a conspiracy game for us. Chamber, you want to talk about it? Yeah, so this is a, uh, a conspiracy that uh, Bunchu brought to my attention. Uh, and the conspiracy is uh, Morgan Freeman is actually Jimi Hendrix. Um, Jimi Hendrix had faked his own death in the 70s, or in the, pardon me, in the late 60s, and then reemerged as the actor Morgan Freeman in the 70s. Uh, so what we're going to play today is Jimmy Freeman or oh Morgan Hendricks. <laughs> is that what we're calling it? Yeah. Mmm, <laughs> that's the good stuff. 
So, so how this is going to work, Roy, is I'm going to pit you off against Bunchu in a uh, one-to-one uh, death match where it's I'm going to give you a title of either a, a Jimi Hendrix song or a Morgan Freeman movie, and you tell me if it's a Jimi Hendrix song or a Morgan Freeman movie. Oh, um, God. For, yeah, exactly. Isn't this going to be fun? This is, like, this is like the most boomer thing possible. Isn't it? I, really? I, I, will, I will tell you, actually, uh, it's neither. It's my dad. I knew it. He's both. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So um, uh, we'll start with the guest, Roy. Um, we will start with the title, The Magic of Belle Isle. That's definitely Jimi Hendrix. That's unfortunately wrong. That's wow. that's a Morgan that's a Morgan Freeman movie. <laughs> okay. It just it sounded like something a guy named Jimi Hendrix might create. I I don't disagree. Uh, it's probably one of the main reasons I picked it. <laughs> All right, bunch of you got me too. I think you're next. We're gonna go with Hard Rain. Oh man, that sounds like a song, uh, but mostly because I'm probably thinking of Purple Rain. So I feel like you're gonna try to trick me, but I'm going Jimi Hendrix. And you would be incorrect. Uh, you oh should've... my god! <laughs> that is another Morgan Freeman movie. Woohoo! What a shitty movie that must have been. Hard Rain. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't check out what movies these were. I just went with the title. All right, um, Roy. We're gonna go. Um, we're gonna go with. Up from the skies. That's definitely Hendrix. That is correct. Oh, yeah. That is a Hendrix. I wish I could say that the that <laughs> that ended the frame made it out of there that day. Ah, ah, ah. I wish I could say that. <laughs> so, all right, a bunch. Uh, we're gonna go uh, since you're doing a beautiful red impression from the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> we're gonna go with the next title, Red House. Red oh. House. You're tricking me again because now I'm thinking Patrick Swayze Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and was red in Roadhouse? <laughs> um, I, I wish I could say that he was in that movie. Uh, um, I'm going. I'm going with Morgan Freeman, though. Uh, that's incorrect. That's a Jimi Hendrix song. Son of a bitch! Oh man, that's tragic. <laughs> so we got two to one here. Uh, well, one to zero. Oh, sorry, one to zero. <laughs> yeah. I, I will remind you that I have room temperature IQ. So that yeah, is, he's well. flexing it on you. <laughs> I drink no. iced black coffee, so it's uh, mine's under room temperature. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, Roy, uh, we're going to go with Can You See Me? Can You See Me? That's that's Freeman right there. That is unfortunately wrong. That's a Jimi Hendrix song. Whoa. Can You See Me? <laughs> wow, we are, this might be the hardest one we've ever This sounds like a movie. Uh, that's, what, uh, that's what the tricky chamber's doing over here chamber uh, this might be the hardest one we've ever done i'm, I'm actually getting like memed I, i'm actually kind of believing this conspiracy i'm <laughs> it's funny i was talking all sorts of shit before we started how good i was at making this game and it's coming to fruition uh, <laughs> all right plans uh, plans. so yeah, we're on bunch now uh, we're gonna go with chain reaction all right i i'm gonna i'm gonna martin gale morgan freeman let's go Morgan Freeman, it is. That's a yes. point for Bunchu. Are we tied? We are tied 1-1, one, one, people. Wow. That's, <laughs> after six, that's pretty. Yeah, that is a tough game. Um, Roy, um, we're going with Transcendence. Transcendence. Oh, good. Uh, Freeman? That is correct. Morgan Freeman. Wow, good one. Movie. All right, Bunch, we are going, uh, this is for you. We're going to go with Oblivion. Okay, Oblivion. That, that sounds like a movie, but I'm going to go Hendrix. Uh, it's a movie. Uh, it's a, a it's a Morgan Freeman movie. <laughs> In fact, it stars Morgan Freeman. Oh, man. All right. Written, uh, written by Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Soundtrack, Morgan Freeman. It's amazing. Soundtrack, Jimi Hendrix, actually. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Roy, uh, Little Miss Strange. That has to be Hendrix. That is correct. Little Miss oh, Strange man. is I'm a Jimi Hendrix song. Um, last one for you, Bunch. I think, yeah, oh, we're man. done. So that's uh, it. That this was is the it. End of me. This is just a yeah. save face. Uh, it is 3 1 for Roy. The Wind Cries Mary. That is 
Definitely Hendrix. That is that was the gimme Hendrix song I was giving yeah, you. Yeah, that's definitely Hendrix. Son of a bitch, I got crushed. Three so, to two. Three to two. The real winner's me, I think, on this one yeah, for coming you, up with a perfect game. Won. That was that was that was quite excellent, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That well, does it. That, that's good. I'm I'm happy with that one. I, I think Bunch came with the good conspiracy theory. Uh, the dynamic duo does it again. Amazing <laughs> content. The boys are back in yeah, town. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Uh, before we get going, we want to thank our guest Roy St- uh, Blackstone here, and we also want to thank Roy's dad. Yeah, for- of course. I mean, obviously, Roy's dad. I mean, yep. definitely Roy's dad. Um, Roy, uh, do you have anything you want to talk about where people can find you, your YouTube page, anything like that that you're working on? Um, yeah, so I, I'm working on a lot of a lot of shit right now, actually, but <clears throat> I'll just I'll keep it short. So you can find me on Twitter at PhilBeforeShill. I have my YouTube channel linked over there as well. And, and, little known fact, I have written a book. It's a fantasy novel. Ooh. It's all... Yeah, I, I'm a man of many talents. Th- 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 thanks to my dad. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's actually in editing as we speak. So I'm, I'm doing the editing, and I'm probably going to be releasing it sometime either at the end of this year or in like January, February of next year. So look forward to that. Very cool. What is the pr- writing process of a novel like? That's it's, something it's I could hard, literally man. never do ever it's, in my it's, life. It's really difficult. It's it's a hell of a lot of rewriting and questioning your sanity and yeah, <laughs> and uh, depression, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which isn't which isn't real by the way. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's only real. It's only real when you're jet lagged. Yeah. Much like fiction <laughs> stories, much like depression. <laughs> <laughs> so much engagement on this. They have a beginning, a middle, and end. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, so yeah. awesome. Anything else? Nope. That's gonna be it for me, guys. Cool. Well, I hope the foreword in the book is written by your father because he sounds like a uh, a wonderful guy. And so, absolutely. Um, that's gonna do it for us. Fun first show back. Uh, Chamber. Anything else you wanted to touch on before we get out of here? Uh, no. Just make sure to give us a five star review um, because you you we don't charge for the show. Um, so just <laughs> give us a fucking five star review. Uh, it's not hard. Uh, it's five stars. Just click the five, uh, and you're good. So do that, and uh, no qualms from me. Where are we doing this on Trip on, on TripAdvisor? Uh, trip, anywhere you really want to, honestly. Like yeah, Weed Maps, TripAdvisor, absolutely. At, Ash, Ashley Madison, just exactly. Hotels, I'll take hotels uh, tonight. Whatever. We're we're on every social. It's it's really a problem at this point. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm good. That's it for me. Cool. Well, that's going to do it for us. Again, thank you to our guest, Roy. It has been good to be back. And until next time, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice.